Hello, folks, and welcome back to Bible in a Year. Today is day 311. We are starting off with Job chapters 32 to 34. So these three men ceased to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite of the family of Ram, became angry. He was angry at Job because he justified himself rather than God. He was angry also at Job's three friends because they had found no answer, although they had declared Job to be in the wrong. Now Elihu had waited to speak to Job, because they were older than he. And when Elihu saw there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, he became angry. And Elihu, the son of Barakel the Buzite, answered, I am young in years, and you are aged. Therefore I was timid and afraid to declare my opinion to you. I said, Let days speak, and many years teach wisdom. But it is the spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty, that makes him understand. It is not the old that are wise, nor the aged that understand what is right. Therefore I say, listen to me, let me also declare my opinion. Behold, I waited for your words, I listened for your wisdom, for your wise sayings, while you searched out what to say. I gave you my attention, and behold, there was none that confuted Job, or that answered his words among you. Beware, lest you say, we have found wisdom. God may vanquish him, also man. He has not directed his words against me, and I will not answer him with your speeches. They are discomfited. They answer no more. They have not a word to say. And shall I wait, because they do not speak, because they stand there and answer no more? I also will give my answer. I also will declare my opinion, for I am full of words. The spirit within me constrains me. Behold, my heart is like wine that has no vent, like new wineskins it is ready to burst. I must speak that I might find relief. I must open my lips and answer. I will not show partiality to any person or use flattery toward any man, for I do not know how to flatter, else would my maker soon put an end to me. But now hear my speech, O Job, and listen to all my words. Behold, I open my mouth, the tongue in my mouth speaks. My words declare the uprightness of my heart, and what my lips know they speak sincerely. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Set your words in order before me. Take your stand. Behold, I am toward God as you are. I too was formed from a piece of clay. Behold, no fear of me need terrify you. My pressure will not be heavy upon you. Surely you have spoken in my hearing and have heard the sound of your words. You say, I am clean without transgression. I am pure and there is no iniquity in me. Behold, he finds occasions against me and he counts me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches all my paths. Behold, in this you are not right. I will answer you. God is greater than man. Why do you contend against him, saying, He will answer none of my words? For God speaks in one way and in two, though man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings, that he may turn man aside from his deed and cut off pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. Man is also chastened with pain upon his bed and with continual strife in his bones, so that his life loathes bread and his appetite daily food. His flesh is so wasted away that it cannot be seen, and his bones which were not seen stick out. His soul draws near the pit, and his life to those who bring death. If therefore, if there be for him an angel, a mediator, one of the thousand, to declare to man what is right for him, and he is gracious to him, and says, Deliver him from going down into the pit, I have found a ransom. Let his fresh flesh become fresh with youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. 
Then man prays to God, and he accepts him. He comes into his presence with joy. He recounts to men his salvation, and he sings before men and says, I sinned and perverted what was right, and it was not requited to me. He has redeemed my soul from going down into the pit, and my life shall see the light. Behold, God does all these things twice, three times with a man, to bring back his soul from the pit, that he might see the light of life. Give heed, O Job, listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Then Elihu said, Hear my words, you wise men, and give ear to me, you who know. For the ear tests words as the palate tastes food. Let us choose what is right. Let us determine among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am innocent, and God has taken away my right. In spite of my right, I am counted a liar. My wound is incurable, though I am without transgression. What man is like Job, who drinks, like, who drinks up scoffing like water, who goes in company with evildoers and walks with wicked men? For he has said, It profits a man nothing that he should take delight in God. Therefore hear me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God that he should do wickedness, and from the Almighty that he should do wrong. For according to the work of a man he will requite him, and according to his ways he will make it befall him. Of a truth, God will not do wickedly, and the Almighty will not pervert justice. Who gave him charge over the earth, and who laid on him the whole world? If he should take back his spirit to himself, and gather to himself his breath, all flesh would perish together, and man would return to dust. If you have understanding, hear this, listen to what I say. Shall one who hates justice govern? Will you condemn him who is righteous and mighty, who says to a king, worthless one, and to nobles, wicked man, who shows no partiality to princes, nor regards the rich more than the poor, for they are all the work of his hands? In a moment they die. At midnight the people are shaken and pass away, and the mighty are taken away by no human hand. For his eyes are upon the ways of a man, and he sees all his steps. There is no gloom or deep darkness where evildoers may hide themselves. For he has not appointed a time for any man to go before God in judgment. He shatters the mighty without investigation and sets others in their place. Thus, knowing their works, he overturns them in the night and they are crushed. He strikes them for their wickedness in the sight of men, because they turned aside from following him and had no regard for any of his ways, so that they caused the cry of the poor to come to him, and he heard the cry of the afflicted. When he is quiet, who can condemn? When he hides his face, who can behold him, whether it be a nation or a man, that a godless man should not reign, that he should not ensnare the people? For has any one said to God, I have borne chastisement, I will not offend any more. Teach me what I do not see. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. Will he then make requital to you, because you reject it? For you must choose, and not I. Therefore declare what you know. Men of understanding will say to me, and the wise man who hears me will say, Job speaks with, without knowledge, his words are without insight. Would that Job were tried to the end, because he answers like wicked men, for he adds rebellion to his sin, he claps his hands among us, and multiplies his words against God. Our next reading is Sirach chapter 10. A wise magistrate will educate his people, and the rule of an understanding man will be well ordered. Like the magistrate of the people, so are his officials, and like the ruler of the city, so are all its inhabitants. An undisciplined king will ruin his people, but a city will grow through the understanding of its rulers. The government of the earth is in the hands of the Lord, and over it he will raise up the right man for the time. 
The success of a man is in the hands of the Lord, and he confers his, confers his honor upon the person of the scribe. Do not be angry with your neighbor for any injury, and do not attempt anything by acts of insolence. Arrogance is hateful before the Lord and before men, and injustice is outrageous to both. Sovereignty passes from nation to nation on account of injustice and insolence and wealth. How can he who is dust and ashes be proud, for even in life his bowels decay? A long illness baffles the physician. The king of today will die tomorrow. For when a man is dead, he will inherit creeping things and wild beasts and worms. The beginning of man's pride is to depart from the Lord. His heart has forsaken his maker. For the beginning of pride is sin, and the man who clings to it pours out abominations. Therefore the Lord brought upon them extraordinary afflictions and destroyed them utterly. The Lord has cast down the thrones of rulers and has seated the lowly in their place. The Lord has plucked up the roots of the nations and has planted the humble in their place. The Lord has overthrown the lands of the nations and has destroyed them to the foundations of the earth. He has removed some of them and destroyed them and has extinguished the memory of them from the earth. Pride was not created for men, nor fierce anger for those born of women. What race is worthy of honor? The human race. What race is worthy of honor? Those who fear the Lord. What race is unworthy of honor? The human race. What race is unworthy of honor? Those who transgress the commandments. Among brothers, their leader is worthy of honor, and those who hear the Lord are worthy of honor in his eyes. The rich and the eminent and the poor, their glory is the fear of the Lord. It is not right to despise an intelligent poor man, nor is it proper to honor a sinful man. The nobleman and the judge and the ruler will be honored, but none of them is greater than the man who fears the Lord. Free men will be at the service of a wise servant, and a man of understanding will not grumble. Do not make a display of your wisdom when you do your work, nor glorify yourself at a time when you are in want. Better is a man who works and has an abundance of everything than one who goes about boasting but lacks bread. My son, glorify yourself with humility and describe to yourself honor according to your worth. Who will justify the man that sins against himself and who will honor the man that dishonors his own life? A poor man is honored for his knowledge while the rich man is honored for his wealth. A man honored in poverty, how much more in wealth? And a man dishonored in wealth, how much more in poverty? Our last reading for today is Luke chapter 19, verses 28 to 48. And when he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite, where on entering you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say this, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their garments on the colt, they set Jesus upon it. And as he rode along, they spread their garments on the road. And he was now drawing near, at the descent of the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace. 
but now they are hid from your eyes. For the days shall come upon you when your enemies will cast up a bank about you and surround you and hem you in on every side and dash you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people sought to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all the people hung upon his words. 